the beat coming at you with the funny random rambling talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny years hot and popping fireball dropping come get your laugh on yeah it's a concept you know he be rocking rock got the facts and all of the gossip it don't matter where you are or who you with you gotta tune right in bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends be robbie lid tune in in your crib and your whip at your job he got new shows every sunday here we go wow i never used that part before show me it was counting down and everything so we haven't started yet, but we are recording. So okay. just checking okay. levels and everything like that. My phone's on silent. Yes, it's on silent. I think I should probably do that too. I literally had like a, got like a phone call like right before I walked into this room. I said, oh, I call you back. I have an interview. <laughs> well, which is good because like I it reminded me to like put my phone on silent. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously things have changed for you and everything. It's just like since uh, your announcement of uh, winning uh, the SummerSlam TikTok ring announcer contest, that's a mouthful. Um, how many of these have you done since then? Or is this just a regular day in the office for you? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, a lot. Because since Tuesday last week, I've been like talking to uh, a lot of podcasts and then like media from the Philippines too. So it's like every single day I had like an interview. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. You know, like I, 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 I love it. Cause to me, it's like, I, I love sharing my story. And if I can inspire at least like one person to follow their dreams, you know, from hearing my story, then I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> word, word. And it's a uh, funny because I didn't know the contest was going on <laughs> and I was actually at SummerSlam. Oh my God. Yeah. So oh. they made the announcement for you and everything. And I was seeing you. I was like, they had a contest. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? What is this random person going to do? <laughs> it, it, it makes sense, right? Random things happen. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to get too far off or whatever, because this this I, I've done this many a times before to where I because I, I got like a per, a professional and proper introduction and everything, and we get to yicky yacking and talking and everything, and I yeah. we, we twenty minutes in and I don't forgot how to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna just kick my intro real quick. I'll introduce you, and then we'll just kind of pick up where we left off. Okay. Okay. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, go ahead and give that person a crisp high five. But I know we are living in some trying times with COVID scares and different variants, more of them running around just like Loki and all this stuff. So if you want to be socially cautious and you don't want to physically touch and sanitize and wear masks and do all this other crazy stuff, you can pick up your social media app of choice and you can send that person that recommended you to me a well-crafted DM telling them thank you. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rounds with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3R Show, Instagram at the 3R Show, because 
is if you listen to the New Day podcast, it's just like Big E with his diatribe about how he lost the Langston off of Big E Langston. I can get into why it's the three R show on Instagram is because some sorry son of somebody made an account back in September of 2017, which we're coming up on the anniversary of, ironically, and they have not posted a post since then. And they're just holding up the freaking username at 3R show on Instagram. And it irks my nerves. So daggone bad, but I digress. But so you can follow me on Instagram at the 3R show. And for video interviews, just like the one that you may be watching now, it more than likely will be on YouTube. And you can find some stuff on Twitch. You can find some stuff on Facebook just by searching 3R Show. And for anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can go to randomrob.com and you can find all kinds of things, uh, sponsors, all that crap. Anyway, let's get back to where we left off. Joining me to my virtual left, but right on my screen, I guess, <laughs> you're looking at it, uh, is one ringside rain cruise for those of you who uh don't know who she is most recently she just won the wwe tiktok guest ring announcer for SummerSlam, which is funny because if you listen to the last episode or the one previous i believe i was talking about how i was just at SummerSlam and i had no clue that this daggone contest was going on and y'all know how i like because i say like uh, at once upon a time I said love professional wrestling because that's what I thought this was. I thought this this thing that I felt was love until I met somebody who really loved professional wrestling. I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm nothing like that. <laughs> so yeah. So I was out of the know about the contest and it was a surprise that, you know, somebody was there, somebody won and that's who this is here. <laughs> so, so welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Ah, oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I just want to say, is this like, are we making like a record right now? It's just like a history we're in. So your show is like triple R's, but then I'm like ringside rain. So that's like oh, five shows now. <laughs> oh, I, man, I, I just, I just put it together. I put it together. I, you, you, you dropping, you dropping bombs on me right now. This is historic. You got laws all around. It's with. Is uh so six would be like six 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 set I can't say it. set tuplets so this is set tuplet R there we go there we go we got three on each side this is a, a six man a six person tag of R's you got three yeah. on this side three on this side and we just about to throw down <laughs> so let me say something you know we were just talking a little bit before um I I did the intro proper I probably just leave all that crap in anyway but you've been running through the gambit of uh, media and everything, you know, talking to uh, interviewers from the Philippines, which I believe that's your origin, correct? Yes, yes. yes so that and just different media outlets since you won the contest and everything. So what has that been like for you? Oh my God, it's been, um, I don't want to say crazy. It's been amazing, actually. Um, I have been doing interviews since... I want to say Tuesday of last week, just like nonstop every single day, back to back, sometimes like three interviews in one day. Um, and to be honest with you, I've been, I'm, I'm grateful to have that opportunity because 
um, to me, if I can share my story with you know other people and like other podcasts and like interviews, and someone gets to listen to it and you know realizes that hey, you know what, if she can like make it, she can accomplish her dream, then maybe I can do that. So if I can inspire someone just by listening, you know about my story, then to me, I, I I'm gonna be really happy about that. Okay. And before you fully flush out your story and everything, just going through, because uh, you wanted off TikTok. So I automatically went to TikTok and sought out your account. So <laughs> let me get something straight. Just, just at a glance, you know, using my eyeballs, peeking into the veil that is social media. <laughs> you started doing um, like a blog or a prediction thing on YouTube in 2019, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. The TikTok contest started when? The TikTok contest started last month. So is that when your TikTok started? Yes. <laughs> okay. I did not have a TikTok account until last month. Like, honestly, I tried doing TikTok videos like last year. And for some reason, I was just like, okay, I don't get this. Like, I... Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe because I'm old, I'm just like, okay, I don't understand how this thing works. Um, cool. Then so I uninstalled it. So when I found out about the contest last month, I was like, well, of course it's on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have TikTok, so I downloaded TikTok. Uh, that's why I don't have a lot of content on my page on TikTok. All I have is basically um, the stuff that I created to join the contest because mm -hmm. I really created it last month just to join this contest. I know, because that's, that's what I was looking at. I was like, okay. And then I started scrolling out. Then I was just like, wait a minute. This that's is it. it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and then, then, you know, I, I go over to, um, you know, your Instagram. Then I, you know, I did see the post about your uh, YouTube. Then I went over to YouTube. I was like, wait a minute. So there's content stacked on either end, but there's nothing on. T I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> First of all, you, you rigged the odds for everybody else because you had a, a, an advantage from the get go or whatever. You, you, you've been getting your reps in prior to this contest and everything. So you've been practicing and, you know, you, you kind of built your craft already. And you was like, contest. Ha, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is that I actually, uh, so my YouTube page, I started in 2019. It's mostly, like you said earlier, just like a recap of like WWE pay-per-views. But the intention was, uh, like you said, to practice. But I didn't really start ring announcing till this year. It just happened by accident that I found out it's something that no, I knew. No, 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 no. That was not an accident. Because look at where, look at what happened and look at where we are now. It was meant to be. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I remember showing up to an event. So basically, I started in the Indies this year. February, I was just, you know, um, interviewing wrestlers, you know, after they're done with the matches. So here comes March, my second event. I showed up at an event like four hours away from where we live. And I asked the promoter, hey, so who should I interview after the show or after, um, like, during the show? And he said, well, we canceled the interview. And I was like in my head, oh my God, we drove four hours to get here. <laughs> so I just said, eh, anything else that I can do? Because um, in my head, uh, I need like, you know, something to post on the gram that I did something. I need something to show proof of something. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have TikTok at that time. But like in my mind, I got to post something on the gram, but I did something here. It's my second event, you know. Um, so he said, 
we don't have a ring announcer. And so I was just like, um, okay, I have not done this. I can try. If you don't like it, let me know. I will never do it again. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> and so I did it. And, um, you know, the rest is history. Like every time he had that, that same promoter, every time he had a show, he would, uh, you know, book me as the ring announcer. So SummerSlam was technically my 11th event, like, you know, working, like, you know, as a, I guess like as a, someone who like does something at a wrestling event. Yeah. Uh, ring announcing wise, that was my seventh. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah. So seven eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big gulps all around. <laughs> Free slow peas. <laughs> See, there it is. Yeah. yeah. So like going back to 2019 and everything, I mean, what what was the catalyst for you trying to start the YouTube page and everything? What what made you actually like, all right, I'm gonna do it. You know, um, I started watching WWE in the Philippines uh, in 2006, right before I moved here. And I remember thinking to myself, how do I get there? And what I mean by that is not just like being able to watch it in person. It was mostly like, how do I get there? Like be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I was just so, um, so amazed about how it worked that to me, it's like, oh my God, how do they do these things? You know, how do they create these things? So... To me, you know, I have a television production background and you know, I've always like applied for like, you know, TV production jobs at WWE, never got a call back. So I was like, okay, what else can I do to be a part of the wrestling world? And oh, <laughs> just one day I was like watching Raw and just kind of like thinking about a character. I knew from the get go, I'm not like athletic. So I was like, mm -hmm. well, the wrestler is not really, you know, it's basically out of the list for me. And so I was just thinking, huh, I wonder what else can I do? And then my husband said, why don't you be like a manager? And I was like, oh, you're right. And at that time, Asuka was being, um, she was like basically, um, I think she was the women's champion at that time, but she was a baby face at that time. Mm -hmm. And I just came up with this idea of what if Asuka is a heel? And so that's how I started creating my videos on YouTube in 2019, where I basically created like promos of me as Oscar's manager, like as a heel manager. Mm -hmm. And then like late, a few months after that, um, still in 2019, I was thinking, okay, well, you know, I need more content, content, what do I do? So I thought of, okay, why not like create like predictions and like reaction videos yeah. WWE pay-per-views, which ironically, the very first one that I created was of SummerSlam 2019. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. See, it's meant to be, right? <laughs> it's crazy. So it's weird as to how like things work. Cause like the way I saw it was, you know, I wasn't obviously I wanted people to watch my videos, but yeah. at the same time, I saw it as practice for me. Um because to me, I wanted to kind of practice the way I talked in front of the camera, the way I carried myself, the way I organized my thoughts in my head. And at the same time, you know, for some reason, I just had it in my head and in my heart that one day I will meet someone and I, I can show, hey, here's what I've done so far. Look at my work. I just always had that in my head where it's going to happen. I just didn't know when. Um, but yeah, I just took it as, you know, it's free to start a YouTube, you know, create a YouTube yeah. video, upload it, and why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
That's what I tell anybody. They'd be like, oh, man, uh, you know, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I was like, do it. It's free. I mean, and then even if you don't like it, I mean, you definitively know that you don't like it if you by doing, you know? Yeah. And it's like nowadays it's it's so easy to create something. You know, um, we have like phones with cameras and yeah, we can do something using our phones and you can just upload it easily. Um, like I said, even if just for practice and to me, I just remember, oh my God, I I was a little bit scared because I was like, what if like people see this and they don't like it? And yeah. but then in my head, I was like, well, that's a thing. It's like that's why it's called practice. You know, you yeah. do something, you you know, and then you kind of see how you can like fix different things, improve certain things. So so yeah, it's um to me, like I look back and I'm like, man, I'm glad I started you know creating those videos. <laughs> So, I mean, what was the idea? Because you said, what, 2006 or whatever is when you started watching WWE and everything like that. So what was, like, the thing before them? The thing before WWE? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was, okay, so I was still in the Philippines, and I was a big fan of, like, um, like, so I don't want to say telenovelas, like soap operas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're but, but It's mostly, like, um, Asian telenovelas that mm-hmm. they like show in the Philippines. Uh, I was a big fan of that. And um, so like, I remember like coming home from high, uh, from school and just literally recording these shows on VH. Oh, you sound like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like itty bitty child and ever, as long as I can remember, my mother has watched and record soap operas. Oh my God. Till this day, my mom is 79 years old and she still record and rewatch. And and it's weird because since she watched them since I was a child. And some of the people now that I'm a grown man with kids of my own, those people when I was a child are still acting on these shows. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Like what now they have children do acting in those shows? <laughs> yeah, it's like my children's children's children are in this show with me <laughs> yeah no i i was just like a big fan of like um like asian soap operas um and the other thing that i was a big fan of is basically karaoke um like in the philippines it's like basically how we party yeah like you'll get like a karaoke machine and um you know you put quarters in it and then you get to sing and it's just like a pastime for us yeah, so. it's, it's just like it's just one of those like it's almost like a movie trope as well it's just like yeah. i mean they show people from over there it's like they love karaoke i was like yeah. I well, we, <laughs> love to sing that what's funny is that you know the songs that um there are songs from like the 70s 80s that i learned without listening to the song but i learned of these songs because of karaoke Mm-hmm. Like I would just like follow along and like listen, and then it just kind of like became like this hobby of mine to just like, oh, it's like a video game for me. Like I'm following yeah. like tricks and like. <laughs> and so is is that kind of like how you learn English, or did you do that in school or something like that? Yeah, so English uh, actually in, in the Philippines, it's part of the curriculum. Okay. Um, like as soon as you start going to school, um, they teach you English. Um, from my um, experience, though, I learned English at school, but I didn't speak it at home. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So like, you know, my, my, I grew up with my grandparents and they're from the countryside. So like oh. when you speak Tagalog, it's like legit, like hardcore, like Tagalog, like some words I do not even understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we never spoke English at home. So when I moved here, it was a bit of an adjustment um, because I lived with my mom and my stepdad. My my stepdad is actually um, African-American. So my mom was speaking Tagalog. My stepdad was speaking to me in English and which was good because yeah. my dad like kind of helped me practice. And so that's kind of like what helped me train my ear and in, you know, train myself to into like speaking English. Yeah. Like here in, uh, cause I'm in Houston, Texas. So mm -hmm. uh, the big side language here is Spanish. Ah, I, okay, I, okay. Work, I work at a place to where, you know, I'm exposed to the language a lot and I haven't, I, they sent me on a detail to go work somewhere else. So I've been away from the people that have been speaking Spanish and it's like, it's slowly draining away from me and everything. It's just like, I started picking it up real good, like just enough to pass at work. So like, you know, somebody can come up and they can just start speaking and I, like I can catch a couple words and I can kind of piece it together what they're trying to do and I can help. But mm -hmm. damn, they sent me somewhere else and I've been over there for a couple months. And then now I'm trying to remember those words cause I'm going back. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 what, what, what's wallet? Uh, Katera, uh, Katera. Yeah. All right. So I'm trying to remember. Uh, damn, uh, Cinta Lorone, the like belt or something. I'm just trying to remember all the simple things. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's you know. So to me, my dad really helped me out a lot, like in terms of just like you know, basically, because like when I first, well, yeah, when I went to the states, that was my first time ever to leave the country. To leave the Philippines. That was my first plane trip, literally to Las Vegas. Um, that's where I first lived in the U.S. Um, yeah, to, I know. Out of all Look at this. <laughs> lived in Vegas. SummerSlam in Vegas. First video about SummerSlam. Daggone. Look, at this. This, is, this is not coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's crazy as to how, like, things worked. And honestly, when I got to... Um, the event um, in Vegas, I remember they asked me, so when did you move here? And then uh, when did you become a citizen? And I said, you know, it's funny you asked me that question about being a citizen because August 21st, 2013 is when I became a citizen. And that's well, like- You're like, making stuff up now. You just, ah, you just oh, making yeah. stuff up now. <laughs> like crazy. Like, I didn't even realize that until they asked me. They're like, oh, great, cool. So, like, how long have you been here? Blah, blah, blah. So, when did you become a citizen? And I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> it's it's crazy how, like, things work. And I, I don't know. It's like, I felt like things just, like, lined up, you know. And yeah. It's just, it's just like, I, I, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. It happened, um, you know, how it worked out for me. Cause I didn't really think I would win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, you, you, you rigged the game or whatever you had, to, you put your reps in, you had practice or whatever. Cause all you had to do is that on create account. Create an account. No, cause like, I remember, um, cause you can like, look look up the hashtag and how many people have submitted to um you know via TikTok. And I remember my videos weren't like the top liked videos or yeah. they weren't even showing you have to keep scrolling to like find my video. Um and I've 
seen other people's videos and some of them have like more experience than, than myself and some were really creative and I didn't know what WWE was looking for. I wasn't yeah. sure if they were looking for someone who has like a gimmick, you know, or looking for someone who is like more established and more experienced. Cause like for me, I was like, I don't really have a gimmick. I just, yeah. you know, I can, you know, bring it out. I'll try and then I'll upload my videos. <laughs> But then you have to keep scrolling to find me. So I, was like, <laughs> I just hope they find me. Yeah. I mean, just all those random, ra random tidbits of information <laughs> that you, that it just all, it just all comes together or whatever. It's just like, this is not a, it's not a coincidence. It's just like, this was supposed to happen. You know, I, I just believe in things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like it's, it's crazy as to how things work, man. Like, you know, sometimes you think, you know, something is impossible to, to, to achieve. And then you kind of look back and you're like, oh, my God. OK, mm -hmm. things were kind of like laid out for me and, you know, in order for me to you know, make it to where I want to be. So. OK. So, I mean, the, I guess the simplest question would be like, uh, so what's next? Because oh or what I mean, is was there anything else besides this? Because I know this was just like opportunity let me let me do this real quick and then i mean but what was you know going on before this even happened what was going on before this uh this yeah, like contest even come up i mean what i mean what were you on track yeah. doing or whatever i was contemplating about life <laughs> like for <laughs> yeah. real so basically um you know like i said i i started um joining or doing like uh indie shows this year and you know i had to change jobs to accommodate that schedule and you know my new job i'm really like struggling so i was like oh my god did i really make a you know a good choice like switching jobs because i like my old job like i was working in television production you know my dream job or at least one of my dream jobs and i had to make a choice i just remember i had to make a choice like okay you love doing to your production however you also want to you know be in the wrestling industry so the way I looked at it was you checked off that box. You did TV production. Okay. This other dream you haven't accomplished. Maybe you should put time, you know, spend some time doing Makes that. Sense. So I, you know, I let go of that dream to pursue this other dream. And, you know, like I said, like the past few months, I was just like, Oh my God, did I make the right choice? Did I make the right choice? Cause like, you know, I'm struggling this new job that I have. And, and then the contest literally like the day before, before the contest was announced, I was just like in my head, like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, do I really want this that bad that like I made these decisions to accomplish this dream? And then the contest was announced the next day. Yeah. And so basically, do, 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 opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> <Lap>. <laughs> just fell in it. Just bloop. And it's crazy because it's like, you know, I thought it was like the answer to me wondering oh my god am i doing the right thing and then when i won it's like i felt like that was like the stamp that like okay you're on the right path keep doing what you're doing and you know after winning the contest i was just like okay now what like what do i do from here and because i know this is just the beginning for yeah. me and you know i don't want it to be like okay great i'm on the contest great yay thank you uh <laughs> no to me it's like i saw it as okay i won the contest and honestly, it was a challenge for myself. Like, to be honest with you, leading up to uh, me finding out that I won, I remember telling my friends, I was like, okay, I really want to win, but, but 
I don't know if I'm ready for it because mm-hmm. I just started ring announcing. Like I'm ring announcing in front of like, you know, 50, 20, 30, 40, 50 people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cause like I knew in my head, if I win, I would have to be in front of thousands of people. Yeah. I was like, and that's another thing about the, the television production you were speaking about. I mean, you behind the camera, <laughs> you know, behind the camera for years. <laughs> You know, so I was like, never like, you know, that person in front of the camera. So I was like, uh, okay, am I really ready for this? <laughs> and then, you know, what kind of like, um, my, my, um, I guess my thinking was, uh, you know, the week before SummerSlam, the week before I found out that I won, I had two back-to-back, um, shows. And I remember, you know, I both shows I had to work in the morning and go straight to the show. And it was, the show was like an hour away from where I live. And like the next, yeah, the second show, I remember coming home and I was just like exhausted. And I was just like, again, I was just questioning myself, how bad do you want this? Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. And then, you know, in my head, I was like, okay, well, I really hope I win. That way I get to answer the question of, can I really do it in front of thousands of people? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my thing. Cause like, you know, it's like to me, you know, I'm doing all these things like the hard work and all that, you know, hustling and all that. But my end goal is to be in front of thousands of people. So in my head, I need to find out now if I can really be in front of thousands of people. <laughs> so that was just a challenge for me. So a part of like, you know, me joining the contest was like, I just need to know, can I really make it? Can I really do this for a living? Because one thing is, yeah, that's my dream. The other thing is, okay, once you've done it, can you do it over and over again? And is it something that I will enjoy doing over and over again? Work, work, work. And then, you know, to go back on to your TV production uh, background and everything, um, I believe that as an invaluable tool for the companies that you would start working with, you know, ahead of time, especially if they're independent promotions and everything, because a lot of them are lacking that or whatever. And that's just something extra that you bring to the table or whatever. You can be kind of have your microphone doing your ring announcing thing, like slide the camera over a little bit. Yeah. To be honest with you, when I first uh, got to my very first promotion, um, I remember my promoter, he's like, yeah, you can like interview the guys and all that. You know, I'd bring my my cell phone camera, have like my lapel microphone, I connect it to my phone. Cause to them it's like, yeah, cool, let's shoot it using your phone and la la la. And I was like, okay, look, we want people to not just see it, but also to hear it well. So that way when you guys are doing your promos and stuff, you know, it sounds better. And I think they appreciate that extra touch of like me. I want to put them over to, you know, yeah. uh, I was, I went into this, not just like thinking for myself, like I need my demo reel or to yeah. me, it's more like, I help you guys and you guys help me type of thing. And that's yeah. been like the environment that you know, I've been in. So I'm really thankful that you know, the promotions that I'm working with right now, Orange County Championship Wrestling and Venue Wrestling Entertainment, they really welcome me as, you know, a part of the team. Um, they take like any suggestions that I have. And so, which is nice. And, you know, they're very supportive of me. So, yeah. And I mean, that's that's the bond that you kind of form with these independent companies and everything, because here in Houston, they got um, a promotion that I try to help out as much as I can because the 
owner was a guest on my show. Ooh, okay. Once upon a time, because you know when he was going around doing his wrestling, he um went to Booker T's school here in Houston. Oh, nice. And, okay. and I got him on the show, and I talked to him and everything, and we just kind of you know talked and everything. I found out that he started a promotion. I was like, "What do you need? I'll be there. Just you know, just tell me the time and the place. I'll show up. I'll help you put the ring together. I'll help you do anything that you need me to do." <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like I want to see them succeed. You know, and it's just. I don't know it's just a, it's just like I like I like wrestling that much because <laughs> remember I I seen people who love this stuff <laughs> and I, I thoroughly enjoy it I you know I, I'll you know just yeah but like I like it a lot and I I just like I want to see it succeed. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way to be honest with you. Like I I tell the guys uh, that hey you know I if any way shape or form that I can help you guys to promote yourself, just like, let me know. And that's why I really love ring announcing because I feel like I'm that bridge between them and the audience. We're in, if this is some guy who, you know, is new, he's starting at his first match. No one knows about him. Uh How would they know of him? Well, aside from, you know, just seeing him a lot, well, it's through me, you know, and, and, and the fact that I get to hype them out, you know, they feel the energy and, if someone in the audience ends up liking their performance, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, the ring announcer said it's so-and-so. Let me look him up on, on Instagram or something like that. So so to me, I, I you know, I'm grateful to have this opportunity to help them out as well because we're all just trying to, you know, pursue our dreams, you know. And to me, if I can help them out just in that simple way, like, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm down for it. Sometimes they're like, Brian, can you like say my nickname? It's this and that. Or like my hometown is this instead. Oh, by the way, can you just like announce my weight is this and that? I'm like, sure. Is that real? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it sound like it's real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell them I'm six foot three and you looking down at them like, what, where, where's the other? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm fine too. You said what? <laughs> Yeah, so, so speaking of help, I, I mean, I need a little help from you as well. I mean, I, I I know you're relatively new to it and everything. You know, you're getting your paces, your groove on and everything. But what tips could you give myself and others who may want to kind of follow in your footsteps and pursue the same path of being a ring announcer or anything? Because I can tell you from personal experience that I've done it once. I mean, it wasn't really ring announcing. I was in a ring. I had a microphone. I had a professional wrestler stand next to me while I asked questions. So I guess I was an interviewer. So, but I had to go through the whole thing of, yo, this is me and we are here and this is the guy and yada, 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 you know, just like, what are some tips? Cause I, I can probably pull the clip somewhere and send it to you. We can get some tape <laughs> <Yeah>. review <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> but um, what, what are some tips that you could give myself and others that are interested maybe? Yeah. So for me, I obviously just like take the first step. Um, you know, it starts with practice. Um, for me, uh, one of the main things is like you do your research. Um, basically, like when you before you get to the event, make sure you know by heart the card because like it starts with being confident too. like like the things that you say, like the energy. You won't have that energy unless you're confident. Uh, so to me, I study the card, make sure I know like the hometowns and some promotions they prefer for you to say the way some promotions don't. 
Um, so to me, I, I do my research and then like if they have any nicknames. So that way, when I say it, I'm confident like, oh, yeah, this person is really from Houston, Texas, you know, <laughs> versus um, Houston, Texas. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's people like you ask him a question. Yeah. People <laughs> know when you're when you're doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, you know, if you're prepare, prepared, you'll feel confident to deliver the message. Um, the other thing is basically take care of your voice. Um, for me, um, if I have an event, I try not to drink cold water throughout the day. I prefer like drinking warm water because it helps with my throat. Um, I also carry cough drops. <laughs> it helps with my th- I used to sing at a church choir and that was oh, like okay. our thing. Like we always like carry like cough drops. Like So that way before the mass starts. And, we all- and we're those originals. <laughs> <laughs> It just like it really helps with the throat. So, um, and at the same time, when you like uh, belt out your voice, you like basically like take a deep breath, get it from like the, like the diaphragm, and then you like basically belt out your voice. Because there is a difference between you know like your speaking voice and then your ring announcer voice is different, mm-hmm. right? So um, when you belt out your voice, you'll realize how much power you have. Okay. So that's going to be like my advice word. Yeah, no, I think you got a little bit of preview when I did the introduction or whatever, because I feel like whatever I'm doing in that, that segmented sketch is just like different from, you know, the whole, the rest of the conversation and everything. It's just like, mm-hmm. click. All right. Welcome to the random Reynolds world podcast. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> by the way, I love your voice. Like the tone is very rich. <laughs> Sweet. I, I, more practice. I need to get more of that. <laughs> But it's like, that's been a hard thing for me. And I taught curriculum. So that, that that's weird to even say. It's just like, I have a hard time teaching materials or mm-hmm. speaking about like, here you go. I need you to read this and just teach this. And I'm like, well, sh- well shit. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, what is this? You know, I, it's just like I have a confidence issue with that. But like, if I know this, and I'm guess it goes back to your preparedness. It's like I wouldn't, I don't need this. I can just what I know and just kind of try to make it relatable, yeah. Or whatever, because that's that's how it is when you try to teach somebody like a class or something like that. You try to take the material that you have and make it relatable to them. And so I dealt with a lot of younger kids and everything. You know, right out of high school and stuff. So I'm here. I am at that point in time. What about 15, about 15, almost 16 years into my career already. And they just starting. And I'm just like, all right, so I've been doing this this long and you just getting here. So how can I bridge the gap? Yeah. I was like, you walking around with cell phones, which I barely had when I was your age, (laughs) you know? So I'm trying to relate it to the newest iPhone at the time. And, you know, I said, oh, what's this Nintendo Switch? (laughs) You know? Yeah, and that's the thing too. When you are prepared, you will be less nervous or not nervous at all, because mm-hmm. you're gonna be just like confident, like okay, cool, like I know what to say, and here we go. I'm gonna tell my friends about it right now. I know, I know. For me, it's just got to be some things that I, I like. I'm really excited about because, like, I can make a list of things, but it's just my memory is poop. That's kind of why I do podcasting because it's a ha- <laughs> audio record of things I've said. So, so it's just like. I don't remember saying that. Oh, I did say that. All right. 
So, you and me both. My memory is like bad. That's why to me, I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I always have my notes on my phone. Um, just because I want to keep looking at it until like I have to go up. Cause like my memory is just like bad. Like sometimes like my husband would just tell me something and I'd be like, cool. And then like five minutes later, he asked me again, like, so did you like, you know, grab the mail or something like that? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> kind of why I have a wife. It was just like, Hey, I need this to happen. So remind me. All right, cool. And you know, we got the technology and everything. I could easily put it in my phone, but it's nothing like interaction with my wife. Just like tell me to do something so I don't forget. Remind me to remind you. Yeah. And that was a that was a funny line that I used to have or whatever. Um my wife would ask me of all people to remind her to do something or something like that, you know, just as a backup. And she, you know, I would forget. <laughs> we, we, we are, I just, I already set this up. I, I forget, no shit. And um, she'd be like, you forgot to tell me to do this. I was like, well, you remembered that you told me to do this. So obviously you remembered. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would get in trouble. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. I mean, you remember that you told me to tell you to do the thing. So, I mean, and now twice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, all right, uh, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, as far as the promotions that you deal with, um, who are the premier athletes that stand out in your mind? It's just like, if you see the, the card that they're going to be on it, and then just like you already know this stuff in your head and you're just like excited to see them perform. Um, one of them would be uh, Jack Cartwheel. Um, i seen that guy, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you, you know who I'm yeah, talking about. He does yeah. a cartwheel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> amongst, <laughs> amongst other things, like we just we just can't just limit it at that. <laughs> yeah, every time I see him on the card, like I know it's going to be like a great show because he knows how to hype up everyone. But at the same time, the whole cartwheel thing that he does, it like just hypes up like everyone in the crowd. I introduced him once and like he got in the ring and said, Jack, cartwheel. And then he does his cartwheel. And I wasn't prepared for it, but I was just like, okay, great. Like, He's like, why wouldn't he do it? <laughs> like, like it's like really funny. But um, yeah, so whenever I see him on the car, like I always know it's going to be like a great match because he also has like a lot of following now. Um, he wrestles not just with um, OCCW and VWE, but he also kind of like goes around and like wrestles for other promotions. Yeah, I've been seeing um, him. Um, I got to, I seen him for the first time in GCW. Oh yeah, he did GCW, I want to say last week or two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say that's his debut as well. And then, uh, so Jack Hartwheel and then Vito Fratelli, um, he's our, um, <laughs> he's our Sicilian, uh, wrestler. Um, he's a hero. <laughs> he's a hand he always does that. Forget about it. <laughs> That's his line. <laughs> so normally when I see him on the card or sometimes like when I'm working an event, I message him. So are you like doing the show? And then he tell me, yeah, perfect. Cause I love like announcing his name because he comes out as a heel so everyone's just like booing him and then i'm announcing his name and then he's just like forget about it 
So yeah, there uh, those two, and then who else? Oh, God, um, what is his name? So we have uh, Chris Nasty. He's one of the newest guys that um, we have at VWE. Um, one of the fastest rising guys in VWE. Um, you know, he's also a heel. And we have this thing we're in when I announce his name, I try to like do like a long version of Chris. And then once he jumps down from the top turnbuckle, he looks at me and I tell him. <laughs> but no, he's like, he's such a great heel as well. Um, so I, I really, um, you know, I really see a lot of potential on him. Like, because you know what, the indie shows were that close to people. Yeah. Mm. You no. Know? So it, it's kind of like it's hard to make a mistake because people can see it right away. And so the fact that they are able to just like make people annoyed or just like, you know, you know, clap for them and all that, like the fact that they can get engaged with the people who are like that close to them. I think it's really good because that is something that you need to carry when you are working a larger crowd. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I see a lot of uh, potential in them and, you know, like the rest of the guys and girls that we have in our promotions as well, you know, they're, they are, you know, doing their best to, in terms of just like connecting with the crowd. And I think that's why I love go, I mean, even before I got my gigs, you know, with reporting and ring announcing at indie shows, I actually love going to indie shows just for the fact that I get to be that close to the action. Yeah. Absolutely. Honestly, let's say uh, what year 2014 for me was my first bout with uh, independent shows because oh, I was born and bred on WWE, WWF. You know, it was just like that was my bread and butter. It's like I had a VHS tape with the, the top five WrestleMania matches from WrestleMania one through five. And it was all the main event matches that I used to watch that tape over and over again. And then I was an outside kid because, you know, we didn't have all this technology and all this oh, other yeah. stuff or whatever. So I didn't watch wrestling regularly. Reg That's a word for me there. Um, so it's just like whenever I caught a glimpse of it, it was just like, wow, wrestling's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then, you know, my dad, he was just messing with me, but he, he, he didn't really care. He just like, I'm sitting there, I'm like getting into it, like, yeah, little me and stuff, like wrestling. And he coming there, you know, that's fake, right? I'm like, no, it's not. It's he not. With a chair. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> and then I grew up and found out, and I was like, so what? Wrestling. <laughs> you know, matter of fact, I mean, find, finding out what they do made me respect it even more because it's just like, you are purposefully hurting yourself for my entertainment. Yep. And it's crazy. It's like, I found like, you know, um, I appreciated wrestling more after I got involved into like these uh, independent shows, because it's like, you know, yeah. People say, yeah, it, it's fake. Right. But I, and to me, it's like, um, well, the storylines are created. Yes. But the action is real. People get hurt. You know, they don't, do the show and like they, you know, fake the whole, oh, I get hurt and all that. I mean, cause there are, there are spots obviously that they try to act like they yeah. got hurt, but there are also other instances we're in, they do get hurt. And, and that's the thing that I feel like people need to understand we're in. 
although the storylines are created, the action put their lives in danger. It's real. So I know you said you you was like, oh, I don't feel like I could do it or whatever or whatever. But have you ever I know you've been inside the ropes. Whatever <laughs> have you ran them? Have you taken a bump? I mean, anything? That's gonna be uh that, that's something that I'm working on because, like, they've okay. actually my, my friends and because you uh, get the itch, I'm telling you, it, it, it's it's like it's a given because, like, I remember the first time I actually like seen the ring, like bare, like broken down on the ground to be put together, and like I, I lost my shit. It's just like my hands was shaking. I was like, oh, it's a ring. It's like it's really right here. I was like, I can touch it. <laughs> when we. The, the guy showed me how to put it together and I'm like, I'm putting it together. And I didn't even like, I didn't step inside the ring to do anything. I did everything from the outside. And I was just like, cause I, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to like, I didn't pay dues or nothing to be inside of the ring and everything. So I did everything from the outside. Just like get up and tighten these turnbuckles. I was like, I'm doing the one on the bottom. So I don't have to stand on the apron <laughs> and everything. And it was just like, I don't know. It's just like otherworldly. And then um, I got a little bit of training and everything, and I got to, you know, do some of the stuff. And that that first bump, I don't know what to, I didn't know what to make heads or tails of. Because it's like, I've done that type of training before because I was in the military and we do uh, something similar to, to how they do their falls and everything. It's called break falls and everything. They teach you how to fall on your back, fall forward, you know, brace yourself for impact. So I was familiar with that stuff already, but it's just different to where you got to interact with another person while you're doing it, I guess, you know, and that still kind of don't make sense because I did like martial arts and stuff. So I still had to apply those. It's different with wrestling. God damn it. Because <laughs> like a guy is flying at me and I know that he's trying to hit me, but not really hit me. So I got to make it look good. It's just like other elements to it to where like if he would have just hit me for real, I would have known how, what to do then. I was like, ah. You know, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of elements involved to it because it's not just the two of you; it's the two of you and the people reacting, the people yeah. watching. How do you incorporate their reaction? Because you know we've seen this before uh, on you know WWE, for example. We're in, um, for example, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch when Becky was trying to turn heel, mm -hmm. and like the crowd just like no, they wanted that energy from her and. You know, I feel like they just kind of went with what the crowd wanted. So it's not just like the two characters. It's not like theater where in the characters are just set to just what they're supposed to be. Yes. Wrestling is that the characters in the ring plus what's going on outside. Mm -hmm. Like the, yeah. the people like us watching it, we're involved somehow in, in you know, what, what's going on in the ring. Yeah, I think the biggest example is Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> yeah, the whole yes. Yes movement, yes. WrestleMania 30, all that stuff. It was just mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> yeah, so to me, it's like, um, you know, as much as people say, yeah, it's big and all that, it's like there's a lot of elements to wrestling that I, I really hope people will, will appreciate because, mm -hmm. again, like I said, it's not, for example, you go watch a movie that's it. They can't change anything. It doesn't matter how you like the movie. It's done deal. With wrestling, it's like they react according to how people react. And I that's the beauty of, of it. And, and that's why I love it. Because it's like, you will never know how. I mean, there is a plan. 
Yeah. How things should go. You know, we're hoping, oh, maybe this person will like this you know, person or whatever. But it's surprising as to how people react. It's like the instant gratification of like. Yeah. And even that, what you just said, instant gratification. We live, we live in a world to where, you know, <laughs> summon the pizza and is at my door and, you know, 30 minutes or less, you know, people want what they want now, this generation yeah. at least. And it's just like, they don't have the tolerance to let things cook and pan out. And, and everything and whatnot so it's just like oh i want this to happen i want this to happen and in another thing about like what i've grown into with movies you know one of the things that you were talking about is i used to love the trailers i used to go out of my way to find the newest trailer you know imdb and just like me and my wife used to just lay up in the bed and just watch trailers <laughs> before we went to this is before tiktok you know, so <laughs> we were just laying in the bed and watch all the new movie trailers and everything but it was just like when I would go to the movie, I would sit there and I would obsess of the stuff I seen in the trailer. I was like, oh, so when is this part going to come up that I seen in the trailer? You know, and like I didn't like that. So I actively stopped looking for the trailers. I didn't look up any info about the movie other than the release date. So I know when to go. And oh. I found that I enjoyed the movies more, you know, going in blind or not knowing as much about it you know it's kind of hard to do that when you're actually sitting in the theater and they got like 30 damn <laughs> freaking trailers that pop up but <laughs> i try to get there on time so like if you and, and it depends on your theater as well because some theaters they'll be like all right the movie started at 3 30 that means they're rolling the trailers at 3 30 yeah yeah, yeah. the places where they said the movie started at 3 30 and the damn when i walk in there the movie is playing at 3 30 i'm like oh snap <laughs> you know i I need to get to my seat. Fumbling my popcorn and everything. <laughs> so it just depends on your theater. If I could, if I could find the one, they say, all right, the movie started at 3.30 and it's just trailers. I'll, I'll lollygag. I'll take my time. I, you know, I'll hang out at the little concession stand and most movie theaters are so plush and pleather and everything. They got bars in there. I'll sit at the bar and drink me a cocktail before I go in there. <laughs> and I'll just like, all right, the preview should be over by now. And I'll just stroll right on in and watch my movie. You'll find me getting extra butter. Oh, I still have time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> extra butter in my popcorn. <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> so much butter. <laughs> Let me get my free refill of my popcorn before I walk. Okay. Well, I, I, I assume you get the VIP access to where you get unlimited popcorn and ice cream. <laughs> Because that's the thing that we have here. There's like you get the VIP tickets, you get unlimited popcorn and ice cream. Ice cream and popcorn. Ice is cream and I've only been to one where and you can do unlimited refills on popcorn. Mm-hmm. So it's like during like watch while well, well, watching trailers, I'm like just like inhaling the popcorn. And it's like I tell my husband, all right, go grab some more. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, and, and <laughs> bring back some water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still want to watch the movie. Yeah. And it's like after a while, it's like you you feel so high posh and everything. You got all this unlimited popcorn. You just kind of like throwing it in the aisles and everything. Movie starting. You're like, hey, you want some popcorn back there? Uh. <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, it's been a delight and everything. But uh, this is where we kind of wind on down. So um, you you gave everybody the the, tr- the tricks and 
tips and tricks of the trade and everything. I mean, where you came from, where you're inspiring to go. I wish you all the best. You know, I mean, like now, now that I know, I mean, you I mean you about to beef up this TikTok content and everything. I know that much. So now I can scroll more, and I, you know, I'll be keeping my eye on you or whatever. So I'll probably go to the next SummerSlam, and there, there you are again. <laughs> you know, I hope, so. I hope so. That's the goal. Maybe. I don't, want, I don't want the one time to be just one time. I'm turning that one time into a full time somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I mean, they're coming back, and they're coming back with money in the bank to Vegas. Woo. <laughs> I really hope so, man. Like I really enjoyed being in that ring and, and and going back to what I said earlier that I needed to find out if this is what I really wanted to do. I mean, I know that's what I wanted to do, but then again, it's different when you're there, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of people looking at you. Um, I just remember being in that ring um with everyone around, and I remember asking um, because Mike Rome was like, you know, hey, make sure you get a chance to like look around, take it all in. And I remember thinking at first, do I really do that? Because once I do that, I am acknowledging that there's 51,326 people here. (laughs) So I was like, "Um, do I really do that? But then like when we got in the ring and, you know, I asked him, I was like, can I wave? And then he's like, sure, Ray, it's your moment. Because I remember being inside the ring in the middle and like, I could hear everyone and that moment just felt right. Like, that's why I started waving. Cause I was like, oh my God, this is what I've always dreamed about. And the fact that I felt comfortable, that to me was like, that was my answer. I'm on the right path. This is what I need to do. And you know, I, I, I wanna keep doing this over and over and over again. Like literally after I did my announcing, I was like, Oh my God, I want to get back in there again. Please, I want to get back in there again. Yeah, you should ask him. You should ask Mike Rowe. You're like, hey, can I just like do the next couple? And you just kind of like take a break, go get some popcorn and everything and some ice cream, a lot of butter. Well, yeah, all right. No, but yeah, it's, um, you know, that event, that moment, some being a guest ring announcer at SummerSlam, it's really to me um, like the beginning of, you know, me. I mean, I know I've already started like trying to pursue my dream, but that. Mm-hmm moment right there was basically my stamp of you are on the right path keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. so. yeah and all the other stuff that you mentioned and everything is like i told you it's not coincidence <laughs> thank you and, you know i want to ask one more thing before we did leave or whatever because like i was at some slam you was at some slam so obviously i don't know if you went through some of the same hardships i went through i was kind of three sheets to the wind by the time edge and uh seth rollins went at it because i i we got there and I was just like, I was amazed that like, damn, they ain't got no lines out here. You know what I mean? The concession stands was like bare because I guess everybody was just kind of trying to get to their seat and wanted to get in. So, I mean, I went, I went straight in, went straight to the concession, got me a, one of them brisket burritos from the barbecue joint, ate that, got back up, went back out. I was like, damn, still ain't nobody out here. Got me a drink, went back down, sat down. I was like, that burrito was kind of good. So I went back, got another one and had a couple more drinks. And I mean, by the time, you know, the show got rolling, I mean, I was, I was content, but <laughs> the, um, when I was filling that next burrito and that next drink, the system went down. <laughs> so did you, Yeah. So did you experience any of that stuff or did they have you catered to and pampered down in the bottom? Well, so what happened was because we got there early, like we got there at like eight 45 in the morning. Oh, bullshit. Um, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So we were able to like partake on the catering for breakfast, oh, yeah. and lunch. Okay. And then um, 
Yeah, and then after I did my whole ring announcing, um, I still had my backstage pass, so I got hungry at one point, and I just kind of like went back and like grabbed some. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you were taking care of you. you it was a long good. walk though. No, but that was the trade-off. I mean, yeah, for us, yeah, you just had a long walk for free food. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yes, yes, that was a trade-off. Because yeah, like they, the the whole like the purchasing system crashed. Like so, everywhere, like the whole stadium. Just the, from what I understand, I know especially where we were because where I sat at was that, you know, the entrance. I was right there, oh. so I was right above the entrance. So when Edge came out on that little conveyor cart thing with the fire and all that shit, like I was like right there, like this shit is hot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, so. Oh my god. I just we just went up there and people's like, yeah, the 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 payment machine is down, it's broke. So it was just like only two stands up there, like the pizza place and some other place was the only two things that was open that would take cards and payments and everything for food and drink. So there was they wind up giving away free food and everything because it was just gonna go bad because nobody could oh. buy it and everything. So I was just like, damn, I missed out on that. But like I said, I was. <laughs> I had a couple of drinks in me already and I had full of burritos and I was just like, this is cool. I'm, I'm just fine. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to watch the rest of the show. <laughs> Not going to get up anymore. I'll just stay here. No, 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 no. And it was like, hey man, go give me a drink. I was like, nah, the, the machine broke. I'm, I'm, I'm just sit right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. But uh, I could probably go a little bit longer, but I gotta go do adult things in the morning. So this is adult things in the morning. <laughs> yes. So th this is where we put the pin in it. Before you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and everything that you got going on. Yes, thank you so much. You guys can find me, you can find Ring Cruise at Ringside Rain, and that's Rain with an E on Instagram. Yep, right there on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and also on YouTube at youtube.com slash ringside rain word so as it is for every guest of the random realms with rob podcast the door is always open for you to come back <laughs> and promote your next big thing and uh or just to come to shoot shit just hang out hey thank you for having me and the next time i come back this bare wall with blank canvas will probably have something i don't yeah. know <laughs> See, you, you just make you like a little tarp deal or whatever you just pin it up and then when you're done you just pull it right on down <laughs> That is true. <laughs> I should make it purple and then like there'll be like purple rain. There you go. <laughs> I had this the whole time. I forgot about it. <laughs> but if something goes wrong, well, you can blame it on rain too. So. Yeah. <laughs> blame it on the rain. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard these things many times. So. Oh, all right. So I mean, I kill my wife with puns, and she just look at me like, just, just leave me alone. <laughs> she kicked me out sometimes. She's like, "Don't you want to go play video games or something?" I was like, "I, I kind of do, but I want to sit here and annoy you some more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's funny. Hello, everybody.
this is Hoppy. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff, and i tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas Garden, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. i tell you what, try the smoking sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the Mad Cow, which is a nice peppery slap in the face. <laughs> One taste, and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices.